This podcast episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel that generates leads from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any tech skills or without downloading an app. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Nate. Ain't no five and no six. I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage. It's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, Bailey Hey, what's up, everybody? Championship Leadership Podcast. I'm excited. I got uh, Pat McNamara here t- today with TMAX, which stands for Training, Marksmanship, Concepts, and Security. And uh, he's a f- former Army, U.S. Army veteran for 22 years. And I uh, just appreciate you taking some time out of your day to be here. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks, Coach, for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I always like to ask this to, to kind of kick the conversation off. The name of the podcast is Championship Leadership. So. What comes to mind for you? What does championship leadership mean to you when you when you hear that? Uh, I'll tell you the truth, I've never thought about it, but I could start thinking about it right now. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, championship leadership. You know, um, leadership is defined in so many different ways, uh, and there's so many different facets to it. I would say that, you know, championship leadership would be, you know, the pinnacle of leadership in in once again, how it's defined is it's pretty loose-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you don't have to emulate somebody else's style. You need to be your own person whenever you're in a leadership position. You know, it requires uh, that you're the right person who's going to say the right thing to the right person at the right time. You've got to know what to say, but more importantly, know what not to say. Uh, I think that's a big one because too many are too eager to say too much. So if you know what not to say and when not to say it, that's as equally important as knowing what to say. Keeping your mouth shut is a good, is a good thing. You know, allowing people you're coaching to um, or, or leading to, uh, to explore and <clears throat> make errors. And when they do make errors, you know, you have to accept, they have to accept that, that failing is a biological requirement. You know, we need to fail. So leaders have to give, whoever they're coaching that chance to fail but then coach them through uh, the right way to ensure that that doesn't happen again because we don't want failing to be a recurring theme when we fail we need to learn from the past prepare for the future 
and perform in the present. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I, you know, I was just talking today uh, with a di different gentleman and, you know, kind of a similar, similar concept of like talk less, listen more. And, uh, you know, and then of course, yeah, the piece of just knowing what to say and when to say it and, and to, ha to carry that impact. You know, I think no matter where you go, there's definitely people that, that like to talk and want to be heard. But uh, the, the championship leaders, they definitely have that, that char those characteristics that you talk yeah, about. Yeah, no, no doubt. They have, they have the ability to know when to dish out slack and know when to pull in the reins, you know. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and it's real important. I'm not saying you've got to be lax, but then again, you can't be in a leadership role. You can't be a dictator either. Yeah, you got to find that that good middle ground that allows whoever you're coaching, whoever you're leading, to to learn on his on his own behalf. You know, because the thing is, when you're when you're when you're leading somebody, and if you're um, if you're saying too much, you're turning whoever you're leading into a a recipient of basically of like welfare. Mm -hmm. You're you're putting them on an entitlement program. And they're going to want you. They're going to. They're going to expect that. You know, they they are now waiting for more and more handout. So you know, you can't put them on that entitlement program. You've got to uh, allow them to uh, allow room for discovery, learning, and um, you've also got to give uh, permission for expeditionary mindset. Yeah. Yeah. If you could uh, tell us a little bit about you, your, maybe a little bit of your story, your background, how that's kind of laid into where, what you're doing today. You got T Max. <laughs> I love following you on Instagram. Yep. Like you know the basic dude stuff, videos that you do, and just everything that you're all about. Like give us a little background. There. Right on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. The basic dude stuff is rocking. It's just, <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's going. It's it's going crazy. It is turning like viral. You know. So yeah, I've got to get I've got to get with a trademark attorney. Yeah, absolutely. Soon. Yeah, but uh, I did twenty. I grew up in Connecticut, so it was snowing a lot where I lived too. I joined the army in 1983. Went straight into special ops. Went to the special forces course in 1984, and I continued on a long career of special operations. Had a lot of very cool special ops jobs. My last 13 years, I was in a uh, tier one unit in USASOC, and I retired in 05. And since 05, I've been in the, uh, basically the coaching business uh, where I teach badassery. I teach fighting, shooting, combat strength training, close quarter battle, those kind of things. So I've been, and I've been under my own banner of T-Max since uh, 2010. And uh, I work all over the country doing a variety of different courses. Yeah, great. Love it. Who are some of the championship leaders that, that you might have crossed paths with? You know, I'm sure there's there's a number of them through your military experience, but you know, maybe it's outside of the, the military as well. But just maybe it's less really about the people, who they are, but like what was it about them, the characteristics, the traits that, that they had that that really separated themselves and then, and then maybe so what are some of those that you've taken that have helped kind of mold shape you as, as the championship leader you are? I think I had, I had several in the army, you know, coming in as a young guy into special ops, I was in the minority. 
most guys in special ops are a little more senior. They're mm-hmm. seasoned. They, they've been around. So without those mentors, there, there's no way I would I would have made it on my own. There's no way. So I had a bunch of championship leaders early on, early on in my career. And then I continued to have them throughout my career. And then even a couple more as I retired. And a couple things they all had in common were um, I wanted to emulate them. You know, I wanted to be like them. That was a big one. I wanted to do not necessarily shadow their every move or be a replica, but I wanted to emulate something about them, whether it was their physical prowess, their ability to plan, their gift of oratory, or their leadership style. I wanted to emulate that component of that person. You know, it's very admirable. They were also very humble and um, extremely skilled. I mean, extremely skilled, being, you know, being humble is one thing, but when you're extremely skilled and being humble is enough. I mean, being humble is not a, it's not hard if you've got no skills. (laughs) But when you're, but when you're really, but when you're, you know, top in a field in some kind of skill and you're working in a peer group that are performing the same type of craft and you're, you know, at the uh, tip of that sword, it's, um, it's admirable to be, to be humble and it resonates, you know, it resonates well with, with those with whom uh, you are working. So I've had so many of them. I can't, I can't count. Yeah. Well, I mean, dozens. How about that? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. And, and no surprise, especially, um, you know, I, I think often, you know, when I think special operators, you just think elite and you think championship leaders, there's going to be a number of them that you're going to cross paths with. I, I'm sure, you know, there's, there's a fair dose of, of not so championship leaders, even at that level as well, but they're probably just, uh, but yeah, just, you know, kind of almost just assumed that that would be the case. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you know, talk, I, I, I know, uh, again, kind of watching some of your videos and checking out what, what you're up to and what you're doing, teaching the 16 year old how to change the tire. Like, how do you take some of the things that you've learned from that experience inside of the military and what you did? Of course, you, you've carried that into a business now that you do outside of it. Um, but yeah, at home, like mm-hmm. as a parent, you know, that's, that's, uh, it's a big responsibility. And, um, how do you take yep. some put that into what you do and show up as a parent? Well, I, you know what the, the biggest the biggest one is uh, is you know displaying work ethic. I think that's huge because not not everybody's got that. You know, we had a mantra in the unit where I was. Uh, it got told to me day one when I got there: never be late, light, or out of uniform. And that could mm-hmm. that could apply to to anybody in any yeah. job. You know, late is obvious, right? No. So if you're not, to me, if if I'm if I'm not early, I'm late. I'm yeah. usually an, an hour early to something. Yeah. And I tell people, if I'm late, please come and look for me because I'm probably dead somewhere. <laughs> yeah. uh, being light means you know not having the recommended gear that gear. is supposed to be on you whenever you show up to, whether it's an office job or whether it's to the range. You know, 
not having your briefcase, not having your gun box, you know, not having all the components that go into either one of them. And our uniform, obvious, right? It could be as simple as being well-groomed. It doesn't mean that, you know, I am in a uniform like everybody else, but what I am going to wear when I go to a training venue is um, it's acceptable in appearance. I'm groomed. Brushed my freaking teeth. I've shaved my face. Yeah. And um, my clothes fit well. And I've got everything in my pockets that I need to have. So that, that's a big one. That never be late, late around your uniform. And then, which goes along with that workout. So I can, that's a very easy one for me to bring into this world and into the parenting world. The other one into the parenting world is that, is that level of patience and the ability to communicate. Because I have Generation Z kids, you know, are 16 and 18. Yeah. And they really appreciate that not only I could be their, their dad, but I could be their buddy too. Yeah. Because that's huge. So they, it's a really good feeling to know that your kids trust you. Yeah. Especially at that age, 16 and 18. Yeah. You know, they trust me and they know that if they've got an issue, hey, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Don't let it fester. Don't. Stick it in a drawer somewhere. We'll figure it out, you know. And if you and if you effed up, I'll try to help you get out of that bad situation. But damn, don't let it don't let it happen again. And and the other thing is, I could draw from you know real world experience. Like mm-hmm. man, I did that when I was a kid, and let me tell you what happened because of that. Without going into you know some kind of boring, luxury type of anecdote. I can, I can still relate to a kid, <laughs> yeah. you know. I, I I guess because I'm not letting the old man in, <laughs> yeah. so I can still relate. Yeah, I can still relate to them, and uh, and I've taken a lot of that from you know military leadership as well. You know, listening and knowing that everybody needs a different style of leadership and men and mentorship because all people are different. So they all need to be approached differently. I can't talk to my son the same way I can talk to my daughter. Mm-hmm. When they're together, our conversations are, you know, they're, they're, they're generic and fun and stuff like that. But if there's anything serious, I need to talk to them completely different, different wavelengths. Yeah. You know, and I totally get that. Yeah, I, I was able to take a lot of just lessons learned from yeah. uh, the military and able to apply it to yeah. my life now. It's, it's huge and it's definitely, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's probably not easy for some to do, to make that transition, you know, to take some of that into, you know, especially into the home and into relationships on a personal level. But it's so important, such a great skill to be able to do that, to take some of those lessons from, from ex- all the different experiences that you've had and, and to be able to do that in different environments, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What's, uh, what's, what's a big vision for you? Like, uh, for what you're doing now, you know, outside of the military and continuing with TMAX and I see you doing all the unconventional type like training that you do. And that's fun to see too, the stuff that you're making up and uh, yeah, man. like, what's, what's the big vision, like impact? What do you, what do you want to do? What are you, what are you looking to accomplish over maybe the next five years? One of the things that, because I've been doing it and I don't know how I've been um, awarded this position as like uh head motivating coach, but uh, for some reason I've been, you know, like 
awarded a position of motivator and somebody who, um, you know, people look up to. And as long as I can inspire people to be to the best version of themselves, that's what I want to continue to do. Yeah. There ain't a lot of money in that now. Yeah. Because it's not a monetized thing. Yeah. But the thing is, I want to do more. I want to do more of that because yeah. it's, it's very fulfilling. So I've been doing four courses a month for the past seven years. Wow. And it's been wearing me down. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I'm gone more than half the year. Next year, I'm dialing back. I'm, I'm only going to do course, two courses a month, a lot more private training. Uh-huh. I'm going to focus more on the combat strength training because that's another business of mine. And the amount of people I am able to touch and uh, assist in them making lifestyle, positive lifestyle changes has been astronomical because it's a system I developed that is performance-based driven versus outcome-based driven. And it recognizes that we all perform differently. The performance yeah. can be measured by doing what we can, what we have. Uh-huh. So I'm going to focus more on that. And that system becomes more acceptable to a larger demographic, the older I get. <laughs> because yeah. if, if I could stay fit at my age and coach guys half my age, then I know my system works well. So I'm going to do more of that. I'm going to do more of just online coaching and mentoring. Tell you the truth, I, I, want, to, um, I want to enjoy I want to enjoy a little bit of time off. Because I've had no, no time off I've had very, very little time off in the past several years. Uh-huh. I worked seven days a week. Yeah. And, um, you know, initially it wasn't that bad, but and it's wearing on me. And I've got a lot of hobbies. And yeah. I, want, uh, I want to dive back into those. I want to dive back into those. And some of those, you know, I could share with people. I could do, you know, online clinics, uh, give them a knuckle-dragger version of, you know, um, digital photography or the – playing music or, or drawing or something like that because coming from somebody like me I think it would be more palatable palatable to more people and more guys would pick up the sissy hobbies I have like bird watching and crap yeah. like that if they knew that I did it so and I can, I, I can make a hobby like that pretty cool yeah and not lame so yeah I, I'm, I'm hoping to do I'm hoping to exploit more of this the interweb yeah. you know yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, you know, I mean, you talk about kind of being awarded that, that like lead motivator and it's just, it's just cause it's like super genuine and super real. Like you can just tell yeah. them like who you are, you know? And I don't that's, know. What, that's what my wife says. My yeah. wife says that I, I tell her all the time. I get letters, the, the, the amount of texts and IG messages, Facebook messages, emails I get a day would, it would inundate most people. Um, I, I've learned how to, you know, just uh, not compartmentalize it, but systematically chip away at those. Yeah. And um, I tell my wife all the time, I have no, what the, why? Why are these people looking up to me? I have no idea what I'm doing. She goes, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Totally. Don't, don't put any thought into it. Just keep doing that right there. So, you know, it, 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 like I said, it's very fulfilling knowing that you're able, that one person is able to positively influence so many. Yeah. 
with a media uh, with a medium like social uh, social media. So there's a lot of crap out there on social media. There's a lot of bad. Yeah. There's a lot of junk. You know, there's there's stuff I'll watch and and I can feel brain cells dying as I'm watching it. You know, I can feel myself getting hypoxic. There's so much crap out there. So yeah, I love it when people do something positive with the interweb. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an incredible time, like you said, just to that point. I mean, the, the what's it like Instagram and just the reach that you can have and the impact that you can make. Uh, it is, it's it's amazing. And a lot of people, like yeah, to your point too, they just they waste it like with with some of the stuff that's put out there, the content. So it's it's all it's awesome for me when I run across people like yourself that are doing what you're doing. So appreciate that. Keep it up for sure. Yeah, man. I, I mean, because positivity resonates positivity. Yeah. And the opposite applies too. Yeah. You know, ne- negativity will do the same thing. It, it, it's um, it's uh, contagious. And um, generally what I've noticed is people who put out a lot of negative crap, they're probably unhappy themselves. Yeah. So me, I'm the opposite. I am <laughs> elated to be alive and on this planet. Yeah. I mean, I am, yeah. Yeah, you know, just... Uh, besides myself that, I, that I'm that I'm able to do what I can do uh, today and lead the life that I am that I am living so you know all my messages just extremely positive yeah yeah what's uh you know I don't want to take up too much of your time but I do want to ask you this this question like what's a critical moment or uh, maybe a turning point that you've had in your life like just a big moment where had you not made the decision that you had made you'd be in a very different place like but, you know, because I think championship leaders, they're, they're, they're willing to make these courageous decisions in tough moments. They're yep. not where yeah. they are, but they could have very easily went the other way, and they didn't. Like, is there a moment that's sticking out to your mind? Well, a, a big one was um, I, I had a couple Cold War jobs uh, in Soviet East Germany. Yeah. When the Cold War started drying up, I was thinking, you know, where, where do I go from here, because this is pretty freaking cool, man. I mean, where does one go from this? Yeah. So I had to make that critical decision right then and there to put in my paperwork to go to selection for the unit at uh, Fort Bragg. And that was that was life-changing. Had I not done that, man, I mean, my life could have been dead-ended. You know, it was, it was a hard call, and I knew that there was a massive risk because the attrition rate is gigantic it's mm-hmm. enormous so it's not like you know i'm just gonna change career paths yeah this is something i need to really work for you know i need to really earn this nobody's giving this shit to me. nobody is so i actually volunteered for a shitty assignment at fort bragg from germany just to get me closer to fort bragg so i could train and then go to the selection process. Oh, Had wow. I not made it, I would have been stuck in that shitty job for four <laughs> more years. Yeah. yeah. So it was a major risk. You know, it was, um, but uh, that was that was a big one. That was probably, that was huge. one of the biggest ones. That yeah. just comes to mind. Yeah, thank you. No, I appreciate it. Um, we, you know, what are, what's one or two things that you could share with, with the folks as we do wrap up here that they could, um, you know, they could take and like just implement in their life today and would help them move forward. There's a couple, I have a lot of mantras. Some of them I invented, 
Some of them I use from other people, but I like I like daily mantras. Uh, so I've got a bunch of things that 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 they could do. One is always think about trying to improve yourself, your being. You know, just and, and I'm talking incremental improvements. See, we just we just passed the new year. People make resolutions, and they're always grandiose. And nobody sticks with those freaking things. You know, they just shit can them a couple weeks into their resolution because yeah. they're not resolute. Because the resolution is too grandiose. So they need to think about making incremental improvements. And when it comes to incremental improvements, think about this. If you cloned yourself yesterday, can you kick your clone's ass tomorrow? So that's one of mine that I made. Another, another mantra that people should, you could write it down, you know, and like put it by your, by your bed table or something like that. So you can see it at night and you can wake up to it in the morning. Jerry Rice, 90s Hall of Famer, yeah, had this mantra and I freaking love it. Said, I mean, because he was self-driven, you know, he was self-governed, yeah. self-driven. Yeah. Nobody, nobody told him every day you work your ass off. He was very, very, very self-driven, which a lot of pro athletes, pro performers in any in any skill set are self-driven if they want to be the best in their field. So he had this mantra that said, and I love this one. I will do today what others won't, so I can do tomorrow what others can't. Yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke. Yeah, no doubt. I love that. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Jerry Rice, yeah, I mean, he, the best, right? The goat. Yep. And uh, powerful. Thank you. What's, uh, what's a few ways that we can, we can check out more about you, follow you, and, and find out like, more about your courses and what you got going on? Uh, I am very easily accessible. Um, I have an Instagram with a pretty good following. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Tmax Inc. That's T M A C S I N C. My website is tmaxinc.com. Um, I also have combatstrengthtraining.com. And I have my own podcast uh, called University of Badassery. Awesome. Co host that with uh, CJ Ortiz. And then I have a YouTube channel, which is a blast. That's the Pat Mac YouTube channel. So yeah. those are the big ones right there. Yeah, perfect. We'll get those linked up so that everybody can uh, access those. What about a book? You got a book out yet or what? <clears throat> I've got uh, several, but they're all instructional or educational. You know, I've okay. got, uh, I wrote TAPS, Tactical Application Practical Shooting. I wrote Sentinel, How to Be the Agent in Charge of Your Own Executive Protection Detail. And I wrote, um, Combat strength training. That's an ebook. Okay. And then I'm, I've got in the works several other ideas. Yeah. 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 I bet. Which 2020, yeah. writer year. That's yeah. one of the other things I want to do is write more. Great. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking some time. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed the conversation. And uh, yeah, just thankful for you to come on and, and spend some time with us. Right on, coach. Appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Ain't no five and no six, I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home, I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone 
When I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see him focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm going to be a leader, I'm a leader. Podcast. Hey, Bailey. Championship, championship, champion, champion.